Okay. So I think for me, um, the first thing is Pretoria High Girls School gives us an entry point into seeing how codes of conduct and other institutional rules are used to say to other people, you are not welcome here or to exclude. So for me, the questions that we should be asking or what we should be looking for is, you know, issues around... um, right of admission signs and the much more insidious means of keeping people out. I'm thinking about work policies, code of conduct within offices as well, what they do there. And, yeah. So, I mean, talking about space and admission, don't you feel that women are always barricaded from entering certain spaces and they're only allowed to enter certain spaces according to how they appear? Their appearance are more important. Mm. It's it's definitely a way in which um, women are told that your looks, how you look, is much more valued, and but also at the same time, how we need for you to be in this space, we need to have control over your body. But what frightens me the most about it is that this profiling, while it has very gendered implications, spaces where women want to be. Women have to fight to access, and spaces where we are in general are also so unsafe. It's like there's no winning. If we had to take the example of um, Pretoria Girls High School as a case and as an example, you look there where young girls have to fight to assert their humanity. This is school. School should be a place where young children are safe. School should be a place where our children are nourished. Instead, here they are being violated in some of the worst ways. I wanted to say, isn't that a violation of human rights when we tell women, especially kids, in this case, um, schoolgirls, that they have to put their hair in a certain way? The tricky thing is, right, I think when it comes to humans, who's considered human? So the space, that space, for example, the school, um, the code of conduct's point of departure clearly recognizes or assumes that human beings are white, that the standard of normal of way of being in South Africa is being white. So you can see the point of departure. So I don't think they would see it or understand it as a violation of human anything because that's what a human looks like to them. Um, But on the other hand, also, I think it's just... um, We also just need to be processors, just... We often talk about the big overt ways in which racism and sexism happen, right? Mm. But our experiences of them, the majority of the time, my experiences of racism are not being called the K-word. It's everyday racism. Everyday racism, everyday sexism, these are the things that are embedded, so deeply embedded into the deepest fibers of almost all of our institutions. And we should really start thinking about how do we start undoing it? Because it's an indictment on us as a society that 13-year-old children can't be children and have to take to the street and protest. My last question would be, what is the next step forward for women in general in South Africa to assert their position? I think the most immediate thing that comes to mind is it's just a... Um, a space issue, right? 
So I'm thinking about issues like code of conduct. How do we have a way, like a standardized guideline, of ensuring that code of conduct aren't used or created in ways that discriminate or exclude others? You know, I think we need some kind of a safe way of looking at them, a standardized way of looking at them. And then, so that would be the much more immediate thing. The much more harder thing to do is, I suppose, dismantling patriarchy, but it is such a huge issue because we can see, we continuously see, you know, victim blaming and all of these other kind of things that go on. I mean, even right now with the Pretoria Girls' School, people heard children are taking are protesting and saying enough is enough. People still chose to say, why are they in that school? If they can't deal with the rules, then they must be out. Mm. So there's this constant thing about not only do you get burdened with bearing the brunt of the particular injustice, but on the other hand, when you fight the injustice, it's, uh, how dare you situation. So there's such a catch-22 going on there, I think.